Walkie legend, kill blacks. Welcome to ES3N, the essential sports network hosted by three essential workers. I am one of your trio of co-hosts, Chris414 Lepo. With me, as always, are my brothers from another mother, my partners in crime, Markelia Logic Atkins. Yeah, yeah. And Richie Da Bears Donnell. Yes, sir. And Richie, can I tell you how happy I am during an MLB episode to not have to call you Richie Da Cubs? <laughs> hey, I was honestly, we've had this conversation about my, my fandom being a Bears fan and that. To be honest, I would almost be better off. Of, of all the teams that I happen to choose for that aren't from Wisconsin, I root for the Bears. But if I just went full That's Chicago, so I'd have seen a, two World Series. I'd have seen six NBA championships. I'd be fine. But no, here I sit with no Super Bowls, no World Series, and no NBA championships to speak of. You've made some bad decisions. I have made a lot of bad decisions. decisions. <laughs> All right, I, I, well, think, uh, I think COVID. I think my mom was infected with COVID when she was uh, pregnant. Uh, well, you know, a little before her time, huh? I want to take a minute at the top of the episode here, guys. <laughs> I want to take. I want to take a minute at the top of the episode here, guys. Uh, as being, we, we talked here. We are uh, homers, true and true. We are Milwaukee Brewers fans. Uh, these two of us have worked for the organization. Uh, in very unimportant roles. <laughs> but uh, in the last couple of months here, we have lost some notable former Milwaukee Brewers uh, in being Don Sutton and Hank Aaron. Yeah. Uh, I Especially for me with Hank Aaron, you know, that one I felt a little bit as much as he went on to be as pivotal as he was for the Braves. Uh, I do have him hitting, what is it, a 715 there in his Brewers uniform as a picture hanging up in my man cave there. Uh, you know, the few times I've gotten to meet him at shows and in other roles there, he has been an absolute just phenom and gentleman on and off the field. I can't say enough great things about him. Uh, you know, Don Sutton, man, I mean, you talk about the 82 Brewers as close as the Brewers have ever gotten right? Uh, to that, and he was a key, key part of that. I know there are many organizations involved in both of these guys. Uh, you know, Hank Aaron, for me, will always be the home run king. Um, fuck you, Barry Bonds. <laughs> I, dude, the greatest moment, one of the great happiest points of my life was one of the guy who caught or won the Barry Bonds. Uh, home run ball, burnt an asterisk in it, and then went, I'll be happy to sell yeah, it to whoever Well, and, and here, and the thing too with Hank Aaron is like, you know, we hear about these great players, and in some cases, a lot of times people find a reason, right? Like, we talk about Jordan, and, you know, Jordan is a great player, arguably the greatest player in the history of NBA. But people always want to bring up, you know, the gambling or whatever, or, you know, with Kobe. Uh, the the charges that were brought. There's always a reason why somebody can't be great. Nobody, at least that I've ever came encounter with, has no. said a negative word about Hank Aaron. Right. He is the most respected man across baseball. Maybe besides Jackie Robinson, who all everybody also seemed to love as well. Uh, but but Hank, you know, well after his years of retirement, yeah. kept coming back to to Miller Park. 
and, and doing dinners and doing events and you just he when, had when his he, own suite, his own office, right? He's got an office name in the building. Yes, after him. and and I I was lucky enough to know someone, or know two people who are are friends of were friends of his, friends of their family, and uh, again, you just yeah. it, it was like that. There wasn't a mean bone or a rude bone in his body because he was just genuinely a great human being. Right, and I think in the world of professional sports, that so often that gets yeah. compromised. It's it's I like for me with LeBron James is regardless of what team he plays for, and I am not a huge on the court LeBron James fan. Right. Uh, not that I wouldn't like to love the front runner, but he's not on a team that I uh, that that I want to follow. Nice. I'm not a huge Lakers fan. I, I'm not not a Lakers fan, but I'm I'm da- down. No doubt a Bucks fan and the Lakers are standing between us and the championship. Yeah. All right. It, but LeBron it, has that type of right. He's, you know, he has given that kind of level to himself. Ambassadors. Right. Well, that's just it. That for me with the true legends, it's those guys who, you know, and I know Richie, you and I have talked about Moustakis and the Brewers here, and you didn't think he was worth yeah. the kind of money he got when he moved over, and I thought he absolutely was. He was one of those guys because he would constantly, uh, you know, well, I, you know, we were doing tours while we were back there uh, with my injury, you know, that constantly he made time every time. Like, he never walked past the kid. He never gave up an opportunity to go the extra step. Yeah. Yeah. He was constantly that quality guy. And let's face it, man, there are a lack of those type of people in our world, right? We want yes. more guys like this. And I think mm-hmm. having guys like Hank Aaron at the fort, you know, lead that by example there um, really and said t- it true. And just to echo some of the sentiments that you guys are saying, you know, me growing up in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, um, one of the first jerseys I kind of became obsessed with was that Milwaukee Braves jersey. And, um, you know, you just think about, like, the golden era of baseball. You think of people like Hank Aaron. You see us losing our legends. You think, you know, Aaron, Hank Aaron faced everybody at that time. Right. You know, he, 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 the Willie Mays, the, the, the everyone, you know, he was in the golden era. So to lose someone like that is, is yeah, it's really sad. To, to what you're saying, Piece too, uh, that when, when organizations relocate, I, I, I am very wishy-washy on, on that subject when how, and how I believe that some of those things should transfer. Well, Milwaukee's only baseball championship came with with Hank Aaron, right? Yeah. As as a part of the Braves, um, and so not only is he honored in in Georgia, and if, if if memory serves me correctly, it sounds like the Braves and the Falcons at least plan to have a forty four patch put on their jerseys for whenever the next season takes place uh, for baseball, and then next year for. If the Brewers hadn't already Aaron. done it. Right. If there was no Hank Aaron, there wouldn't be no MC well, Hammer. Well, but two, the only other thing that I that I can I might be able to compare it to and I would have to look is if I don't know if Nolan Ryan has his number retired with multiple organizations, but Hank Aaron might be the only guy with his number retired from more than one well, organization. Well and, and Jackie Robinson. And well and Jackie Robinson, right. But Jackie Robinson's league wide. Um 
Besides Jackie, I... But, I, I, but I, those are the names. Those are Jackie Robinson right. and Willie Mays. And, well, uh, and I don't even know if Willie Mays has his, and, his number retired for two teams. Yeah, but it does uh, feel I mean, like, well, certainly you would think with the Giants. Well, right. Uh, Nolan Ryan has it, actually retired by three okay, clubs. Okay. Uh, the Angels, the Astros, and the Rangers. Okay. okay. And so, so Hank, obviously, we know the Braves and the Brewers um, is both retired. I don't know how many... I'm just. There's not a lot of people who have that honor yeah. of being. I mean, well, well, I mean, look at the guys who were putting in that conversation. Right, exactly. Hank exactly. Aaron, Nolan Ryan, <laughs> right? Uh, Hank Aaron's was uh, retired by both us and the Braves, being Correct. the only two teams he's ever ever really played, played for. for. Yeah. Right. Had he played for a third team. Probably they would have retired his shit, right? Let's go. Yeah, no, but exactly. let, you know what, guys? I want to talk about Don Sutton for a second here because Donnie, Donnie dude, Don Sutton had gotten it done in the National League. I mean, and in the American League with us, right? In yeah. in '82, he yes. he had really, you know, I mean, he he had stepped forward quite a bit. Um, but he he was a big name in L.A. And that's where I want to I want to use that to transition here, guys, because as we talk about current baseball, as we talk about the now, yeah, the Dodgers of the last couple of weeks. Now there have been a flurry of moves. Uh, we are yeah. huge baseball fans here at yeah. US3N, so there has been a lot of moves. We've kind of held off on doing this episode a bit. Yeah, speaking speaking <laughs> of moves, before we continue, there's one key move that I wanna I wanna throw out there. Joining the fantasy baseball ranks this year, our own yeah, yeah. Marquilio for the first time. A little fantasy baseball. Hey, I'm, man, uh, I'm, I'm excited trying, to have you part of it. I'm just trying to pick up my baseball knowledge. As of now, I always say that refer to myself as like one of the people that was watching baseball growing up. It's kind of, you know, um, not necessarily fell out of love with it, but just didn't watch it as much um, yeah. within the last 10 years or so. So I'm just excited to be part of another fantasy uh, adventure and become the more knowledgeable again. Which, which reminds me, as, as we talk about that, you talk about the, the new age of baseball. Before we get into any of these moves, um, I, I sent it to Chris. I'll have to send it to you. For any of you that play MLB The Show, there's a great video package that was put together uh, of Fernando Tatis, who got the cover of the game. And basically, the what show, so basically, but basically, it was everything we had talked about last year. Mm-hmm. And as you were talking about, um, you know, really becoming a fan of, of Tatis and what he brings to the new game uh, of baseball, or the new swagger, so to speak. And he basically was like, "Oh, I'm gonna apologize for breaking all of your unwritten rules." And like, it, it was this really cool thing because it was everything that people hated on him for, and he just embraced it in this Not promo. Me. Yes, thank you, thank you, as Chris. Stares right through my eyes <laughs> as, as he mentions that. I love the unorthodox, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Seeing well, I mean, at some point, they kind of became like the NFL, the no fun league, right? Yeah. Yeah. They decided that it became offensive for guys to watch home runs and do bat flips and do celebrations when they came in at home. It's like when the Brewers used to get crap about pulling their shirts out at the end of a game. Yes. Oh, boo Stupid. You know yeah. what, dude? It's sore loser bullshit. I've got no tolerance for. You're upset that the team that won is having fun, right? Okay. So, but we're not upset when the team that wins the World Series drops confetti and jumps on each other in the middle of the field. Fuck that. Yeah. It's you know what? No, I, you I, know what? It's it's about having fun. You're talking the size of an MLB roster. Can't it be? 
40 guys having fun? You know, shouldn't it be? Because isn't it like chemist? Isn't the best chemistry in teams the ones that end up being great? Yes. And why would you, as a sport, want to put rules in play to prohibit that? Well, oh, because I'm going to offend one out of. 50 freaking players on another team who felt, I felt it was disrespectful after they whooped our ass by 25 points. And here's the thing, as, as we as we talk about, the, there's two celebrations that really stick out to my mind that, that come to me, uh, uh, that just make me remember where I was when I saw it. The first one being the one that took place here when Prince Fielder hit that walk-off, jumped on the, the whole plate, and everybody fell over. I've got an unmatched Prince Fielder photo of that moment. That, that was absolutely <laughs> awesome. And the one that you talked about, that dry, that that people absolutely got upset for, and I didn't understand, and the video just popped up the other day, was when Jose Batista was in Toronto and hit that walk-off and watched it and then threw the bat. Right. That, like, is, oh. that is raw emotion. Right. Are these the same... Are these they were just sort of losing come... in, man. That's all. That's well, all but dude, people. you know, I mean, let's, let's talk about... Let's talk no, about but, memorable no. moments in baseball history. Babe Ruth calls his shot. Why are these same people who go, this is an iconic moment, yeah. going to a guy like Tatis who teed off on a fastball left in the zone for a grand slam in a game they were already yep. ahead, and you're going... Or you got the fist pump rounding first base, you know? You know what, though? You know what, Nolan Ryan, if he had a home run, he would have jawed his way from home plate <laughs> I didn't see Mike Smith doing the same thing. Right. <laughs> you think Willie Mays, Hager, these guys don't need to apologize for being great. It's sad that it's gotten to this point in the game. It's part of why... MLB has been deteriorating. Why they elected a commissioner who wants to go, I'm going to take a statistical analysis approach to improving the game and adding fans. And what really it is is what the numbers say, because I'm a numbers guy, is that you are not going to convert a whole lot of people who weren't baseball fans before into being baseball. What you should be doing is focusing on retaining your loyal fans and building off of the foundation because what has been great about baseball, it has been the sport that has been handed down from father to son or hopefully someday soon father to daughter right but when you think of business and you think of you know uh, think of growing that business i know you want to retain your your base but you also want to you know you want to bring people such as myself and just people that might not you know have had any interest in baseball to what you're saying there's a there's there's a, a fair point and i think what baseball has lacked is they have not embraced a true face of the league. When the NBA changed from a league to a business to a billion-dollar corporation was when David Stern went, I have a player in Michael Jordan that I can put on any poster, that I can put on any commercial, and I can mainstream it, and people are going to watch the NFL has always had a face, regardless of era. There's always been a face of the league. 
for whatever reason, over the last 20 years, baseball forgot about that. They have a star in Mike Mike Trout Trout. who should be the face of baseball. Mike Trout is probably closer. But because he plays on the West Coast, it's it's like he doesn't exist. And, and, And take the Angels and their shitty team out of it. Mike Trout should be the face of baseball. If not, and you want a winner, there is no reason that Fernando Tatis should not be on my television every single day throughout the month of February as we get ready for spring training. Well, Richie, as I try to steer the conversation back to the Dodgers, I'm going to throw a wide left turn (laughs) into this conversation because it's something that, you know, we kind of talked about because it feeds into my mentality of... Hall of Famers. Yeah, I mean, we kind of talked about how my view on the steroids era yep. and certain things kind of run a little wonky, kind of like the era itself. Mm-hmm. Um, but what I, you know, you got to look at what. So Bud Selig puts Ryan Braun as the face of the new era of baseball of guys who have gone through all this ridiculous steroid testing and whatnot. He literally calls them out and points to them by name because we're talking about over the last seven years here, right? Let's, you know, I mean, we talk about why it is that baseball suddenly shoved this stick up its butt and I kind of feel like Braun is kind of part of that conversation, right? So the steroid era hits, it's not illegal, but the purest feel it's taken away from the game. And well, and by quite, so you look at it here and you go between the steroids and then you look at how MLB baseball, right? Bud Selig, the commissioner of commissioners, the owners love him. Uh, let me give him a murder status. Let the Brewers have a whole tour dedicated to him, which if folks you haven't seen, please check it out. It is absolutely fabulous. If you don't know shit about the Brewers, watch a 15 minute video there at Miller Park. Say hi to Bud, and you'll walk out there a, a Brewers fan. But my point here being is, so you've got a guy like Bud Selig with Milwaukee ties with the commissioner in baseball who points to a guy like Ryan Braun who you go, listen, he came up through a strict drug testing program. You name him in conversations and stuff as examples of what the league should achieve, and then he tests positive. He tests positive, he lies about testing positive, he throws some other guy under the bus, accuses him of being anti-Semitic, all that other jazz, um, you know, all the, you know, I mean, very despicable stuff. Um, the, the black eyes that MLB has taken by kind of being, well, not necessarily loosey-goosey, but being misdirected in involving their trust, right, and pointing and laying their examples, then suddenly Bud, being the old cranky guy we know Bud to be, goes, I'm going to lock this stuff down. Let's come after these guys for, you know, ridiculous celebrations. Let's call it ready to play. Let's call it whatever. And I think that we've seen changes in baseball based not necessarily what on what is in the best interest of baseball, but what was in the best interest of the commissioner at that time. And I think that still holds true today because when you look at our current commissioner, a commissioner, a man who has, and you guys have heard me say this many times, called the World Series trophy a piece of, uh, just a piece of metal, yeah. right? Uh, you know, I, I don't understand how the, this guy is more concerned 
about the numbers of baseball, which would be fine if he was a statistician and deciding that relievers are worthy of getting into the Hall of Fame. But instead, he's the guy going, I'm more worried about how long baseball is, how much, how long the game is, because the people who only kind of like baseball's number one gripe is that the game's too long. Well, you know what? As a purist, the longevity, the length of a baseball game is one of those things I like the most because it gives me an opportunity to get up in the middle of the game, go to the bar with a couple of my friends, have some drinks, some shots, meet the people I know who are there, and then go back to my seat, continue to watch the game, and because of how long it is, you know, sure, can you miss a magical moment? Yes. Will you ever feel like you missed the entire game by spending one in and out of your seat? It's unlikely. And it's those shared moments, it's those shared events that make me one of those pure, you know, one of those people of baseball who go, that's what I look for in the game. Now, with all of that bullshit said, <laughs> let's talk about what's going on in the league right now because the Dodgers, dude, have made some moves this year and very recently with the signing of Trevor Bauer. I mean, can we talk? Dodgers rotation for a minute. I didn't yeah. think we were going to have to talk about Dodgers this year because <laughs> I didn't think they can do anything else, but yet they surprised Well, well so here's the thing. So when, when I first found out, I, I saw it on Twitter, and I initially reached out to a buddy of mine who's also a really big baseball fan. He is uh, Black Mamba in our fantasy basketball league. And so so I, I reached out to him. I said, hey, you know, the Bauer just, Bauer just signed. Um, he, he actually took less money to sign with the Dodgers than to sign with the Mets. And Mets are a dumpster fire. Yeah, we'll get to that. that. But but so but right, but so his response was he goes, as much as I love baseball, this is the hardest part about having to deal with no salary cap. Mm -hmm. Is because these teams, you know, we right, you you can we continuously (laughs) talk about I mean and, and, and you, I mean, you guys don't think about the history when we talk about the Yankees, you know, and the Sox. And not to say that it's turned into just an abundant of World Series, but how much money have the Cubs spent over the years and years and years of baseball? The Yankees. And it, the, yeah, the Yankees, the Sox, and just the Dodgers, and it, all these teams that are in these big, big cities. And, but, but, and, and Profit Sherrod is there for real. I mean, the, it, I guess. I, I don't have I, any. I, I get it. But as you said, I mean, now you're going, okay, well, so who do I, who do I throw out there today? Opening day. Hmm. Walker Bueller? Ah. Clayton Kershaw? <laughs> sure. Uh, Hugh Darvish? Maybe. <laughs> Ulysse Urias? <laughs> ah. Trevor Bauer? Sure. <laughs> oh, by the way, oh, David Price, you back from COVID? <laughs> oh, okay, here we go, yeah. Like, what? Right. And and that's just why when I look at a team like the Brewers, who doesn't have a legitimate ace, I mean, I think we've got some Burgundy ones and and, and, um, Woodruff and Barnes. Right, I, you know, I've really come 180. You know, I've come 180 degrees on Barnes. I was not a big Barnes fan. Loved him, he, right? I, well, I know you have. We've had <laughs> we've had that conversation many times. He was getting shelled a lot yeah. early on in his career. He has really progressed to come up. But right, but you look at the depth, and I mean, that's before we get to relievers or closers in this organization with the that's Dodgers. They've got like seven legitimate starters. Oh, did, did I forget to mention Dustin May too? Right, <laughs> but the, so the Dodgers have like seven legitimate starters. Yeah, because let's not forget they they had a trade with um they they had a trade they they've still got I mean they got Knable, uh 
from uh, in the relief. They got um, God. Who am I looking for here? Derek Clevenger. Oh, that's what I'm thinking, dude. Is I thought he had all the makings for a starter. We got it in Cleveland. Um, I mean, what you talking about? Clevenger that went to the Padres. Mike Clevenger. Oh, I, I thought he was from Tampa Bay, right? No, Clevenger is with the Indians. No, no, all right, then I'm thinking of Garrett Clevenger. All right, but which isn't that big of a deal. I get my Clevengers mixed up. Garrett Clevenger. All right, no, don't know, worry about right that. But my point, but anyway, fine. Fuck the Clevenger. I'm going to let drink in here. Let's move back. <laughs> yeah. My point being here is that the Dodgers have six or seven legitimate starters. They've got some great guys in relief. They've got some legitimate closers. I mean, it almost makes you go, man. I mean, and they, they signed, um, you know, like Seeger, Bellinger, stuff like that to yeah. avoid arbitration. Yeah. So certainly, but I mean, so the batting, certainly they've got some questions at third base if they don't resign. Justin Turner. Right. But for a World Series championship, for a team who just won the World Series, they're making moves to be World Series contenders. And, and the one, you know, you know you'd mentioned Bellinger, and, and the thing is, is, you know, as good as he's been, uh, he's been a guy that's really been a half a season guy, right? He won his MVP off of an elite first half of the season. Yelich ended up getting hurt. He probably, Yelich probably would have won a second one. Uh, he gets hurt. Bellinger wins the MVP. And yet amongst all these names, we still haven't talked about Mookie fucking Pets, dude. It just, it, it's like, it, it's literally, I mean, when, when you get, much, here's the thing, when you get to, when you get to Dodger Stadium, just roll out the fucking red carpet. Yeah, right. Well, well, you know, when you get to a point to where you're having a discussion and you almost forget about people right. like Dustin Mays, it's like, oh my yeah. God, all right. Well, well, and hold on, before we get too far off of here, because I want to touch on a conversation Richie and I were having yeah. yep. uh, earlier on here, is we were talking about who we'd start over David Price and you, Darvish. <laughs> yeah. And he and I have very two contrasting opinions yeah. of this. Mm-hmm. You'd start Darvish. I would. Um where where I would agree with you, as I look at the total picture and I look at the entire career, David Price is the better pitcher. If I'm going right now, this year, I want to walk somebody out there as my fifth starter. I'm walking out you, Darvish, for two reasons. One, because David Price has experience as a reliever. He was the closer for the Rays when they went to the World Series. Granted, that was 12 years ago, but that's how he made his name. He was a reliever. When they got to the World Series, they wanted him to be able to pitch multiple days. He became the closer. You Darvish does not have that. You Darvish has a lot of injury issues that he's had. Price, in the last season that he started, started 22 games for Boston in 2019. He has not pitched since. So he has a full year off. I, we don't know with COVID how much baseball was he really doing. In his offseason. We don't know. That's something that we'll have to figure out. But you Darvish coming off of a, a second place Cy Young. We just talked about the other guy. They just signed the Cy Young winner. So they added number one and number two. But I would take you Darvish because when I look at the year that they lo- they both last played in the same time, 2019, Price had a 4-2-8 ERA over 107 innings. Darvish had a 3.98 ERA over 178 innings, and he had 229 strikeouts 
to David Price's 128. You know, and we talk about, so, and, and what my argument boils down to is the eye test here. It really which is, is. Fair. Which is fair. Which is fair. Which is fair. Right. I mean, you, Darvish, that. hasn't held on and gotten things done in any te- on any team or any league that he's been with. And every place that he's been drafted and expected to be an impact player, he has crashed and burned. Whereas, well, yes, David Price has been injured in the last couple of years. Every time he hasn't been, he is absolutely an impact player. And for me, you Darvish can be an impact player, but he isn't always. You point to his stats last year. Oh, am I supposed to be surprised that the Cubs did well in the National League? Oh, you want to take a look at who he's played against him? You want to talk about how the rest of the National League fared as a whole? And those stats from last year compared to David Price. No, I, no, I, just, I look I'm at just, 2019, just, the last, gonna, last year that they were both I healthy. Can, I right, but I mean, even it, then, in both David, cases... David Price was, for his career, is 3.31. Right. And, and I think that, that's the thing where... Me and Chris was kind of just kind of looking at, you know, collecting over, overall career. I agree he's had a better career. Uh, and, and, and I understand right. what you're saying right now, but, I mean, David Price is still David Price. Right. I'm <laughs> saying, right. But so what I'm saying is, is you're, I think you're right, that you, you're correct in thinking that you, Darvish, will absolutely probably get the start in the five slot. I don't think he'll hold on. I, right, I'm not saying he's going to hold on to it, or that things won't change, or that the Dodgers are just going to go. You know what? We have seven guys here. Let's just cycle some of these guys through and figure out what's going to be best for us. Well, you know, it's also ride the David Price along slowly. Right. So I have right. no right. doubt that the start of the season is going right. to come off here. But if they make the playoffs. My money is on David Price <laughs> starting over but, 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 Darvish. But, well, okay, but as we talk about the playoffs, in, in something you you had also said in the conversation that we were having off air, which I would absolutely agree with you 100%. If I'm the Dodgers, I'm going with a four-man rotation. I'm taking Darvish and Price out of it because I'm going to get multiple days out of David Price. And I'm going to tell him, go out there, throw that 99-mile-an-hour fastball, and just strike guys the fuck out. And close the damn game down because we've over the years, Kenley Jansen has been shaky. Is he a guy that they're going to lean on through the whole year and then the postseason? When when you when you talk about you you know you have these older guys. If I can get three days out of David Price compared to one five or six inning start, I'm gonna walk Walker Bueller, Kershaw, Urias, May, or one of these other guys out there. On, sh- on, on, on three days, you know, in a five game series, and I'm going to let Price pitch Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday out of the bullpen. Sure. Well, I mean, and think about it. I mean, are really, I feel like the Dodgers are, this also gives them a lot of trade pieces yes. rolling into the trade deadline, right? So you feel like things are going well at the halfway point. And they you've got seven starters. The David Price and May could be, and Darvish are all legitimate starters yeah. in their own role. You go, I'm going to keep my key three and we'll see who will yeah. pay up for the others. And you end up dealing one, if not two of the right. other ones for key pieces that help you make that late inning push. The Dodgers, I mean, really, some good moves here are, I, I, I think they may, I, they're one of those teams that I feel like got better. And that's hard after winning a World Series for you to say that. Yeah, and not only that, too, like you you mentioned, I mean, the Dodgers have two players on the top 100 prospects list. 
So it's not as if their farm system's anywhere empty. Right. And you talked about Dustin May. Dustin May's a young kid. Uh, he's in his early right. 20s. Which he just came up as a rookie. Shows, well, right. he may get traded off. They, yeah, right. And, and, and Darvish. They might go get another fucking superstar. Right. You know what I mean? They, they may package <laughs> two of them in for something like Ozuna. Definitely needs another superstar. Well, well, they can send him here for all they want. I mean, I mean, well, all right, guys. We talked about offense. Like, you, you know, you know, just brought up Mookie Betts. I mean, it's, it's too much over here. Bellinger, it's, it's yeah. too much. Right. I mean, dude, all right. Dude, fuck the Dodgers. Right? <laughs> I mean, we've had enough fucking jerking off the Dodgers. The Dodgers are going to be jerking themselves off long enough. I want to talk about some, some National League woes over here because... Arenado from the Rock to, to the Cardinals for basically a hand job and five bucks. I got so I got a, I got a question. Um, you guys know I'm are, not, are I'm we ma- are we making a what the fuck segment or can I what the fuck this right Let's now? Right what now. the fuck it right now? Richie. So we'll do a what the fuck segment, <laughs> oh, but you yeah, can what the oh, fuck it right shit. now. So I got I got a question for you guys. Does it, do any of you know who Austin Gomber is? No. Oh. Mateo Gill? No. That sounds I mean, like some I know, I mean, El Uris Montero? I'm going Tony to guess the other, Are they the Cardinals by the leaguers that got picked up? Yes, those are the guys <laughs> going back to Colorado for Nolan Arenado. Oh, and not to mention Colorado fucking gift wrapped, presented it, put a fucking bow on it, signed it fucking Santa Claus, and gave them $50 million on top of it to eat air, two years of Arenado's contract. And, and I think he so he extended it by a year. He got an yes, extra, extra opt out year, an extra player option, and he got uh, he got a no. He waived his no trade clause. Oh, he to Arizona, right? Or, got another no Lewis, trade clause. But St. Louis is going to honor the no trade. If they dude, what the dude? First off, it's fucked up enough that St. Louis managed. No shit. Every time, every year. Dude. Only, only but, thing that I can think about this is just. COVID is the worst thing ever. Uh, no, like the fucking Cardinals are the worst thing ever. I mean, seriously, I mean, that's the only thing that I can think of. With this thing. <laughs> that's, that's the only thing I can think of because it's such a small but, market but think about, they just did not care. Well, but, but think about this. Well, they like, care about, to, look at to, how good the Cardinals the have been for decades to, to what, now. So to what you're saying was what I was going to bring up is when Chris was talking about the steroid era and all these things and we're talking about the face of baseball, dude, Fucking Albert, they draft Albert Pujols. Boom. Okay, here comes fucking what? 10, 12 elite years of, of, of Albert Pujols. Okay, so Albert Pujols signs the machine. Sh- right. Signs I mean, in my time, honestly, my kids asked me, and it hurt me to fucking respond. They were like, who is the greatest baseball player you've ever seen? And I was like, I've seen some people think Robin Ken Griffey Jr. was the first was the first baseball player. I don't know that who is mine. So I, so well, I mean, I'm not saying that he is, but he falls oh, yeah. in that yes, conversation. Absolutely. absolutely, it hurt me to say it because I had grown up a Brewers fan. I love Ken Griffey Jr., but fortunately didn't play in the Brewers. Right. Case, so I didn't have to worry about well, him slapping up but, a whole lot so that, a little but, bit in the early on. But so the, but, still but, the but that's the but, thing. So Pujol signs this. Immaculate deal with the Angels. He leaves. Right. Oh, here, fuck it. We're just gonna go and fuck it. We'll throw two dicks on the table. Oh, here comes Jason Hayward. What the fuck? Okay, right. Jason could get it done. Jason Hayward replaces. Jason Hayward then takes a huge deal with the Cubs because he over or because he fucking rips it up in St. Louis. Signs with the Cubs. The Cardinals then turn around and went, hmm, 
Oh, fuck it. We'll trade for Paul Goldschmidt. Go oh, fuck. Paul Goldschmidt walks in the fucking door. And he just... They, so now they got the best first baseman and the best third baseman. It's our, big our dick, dick energy out there. <laughs> <in> fucking, <laughs> all right, I'm just saying. No. It's big dick energy out there in fucking St. Louis. Uh, that is bad news for us Brewers fans. No shit. But it's just, Add, dude, adding to our walls, I'm going to move on because... You know, you guys heard me talk about the lot last year, and not a whole lot has changed with them other than they did manage to renew um, Marcelo Ozuna. Yeah. Reps Atlanta. Atlanta, I think, is going to continue to be that watch-out team. Man. You know, I look at it, I've, I've said this before, Atlanta is absolutely the epitome like of a draft and development, resign, homegrown talent. They do a lot of good things. They trade off. The but Ozuna wasn't that. He's he's the guy that they decided to spend on. I mean, right, but my, my point being is that when Atlanta does make moves, oh, yes, they're yes, deliberate, yes. they're successful, yeah, they draft and develop absolutely. well on top of that, yes. and that is the complete package. Like, my issue with the Brewers is they, isn't that, like, you know, they can't do one or the other. They can't seem to do both at the same <laughs> time. All right? And, I mean, we'll go from how good Atlanta is to how shitty the Brewers are, right? So, Azuna gets, what was it? Was it 64. 60 million? 64, yeah. 64 over... Uh, four, and then, but then he has guaranteed. Yeah, it's all baseball is all guaranteed. Right, right. But then he also has a fifth. It's the possibility of a fifth year to make the total deal uh, five years for eighty. All right, folks. So now that we've talked about how great Atlanta is doing this, it gives me a chance to go on my what the fuck because I went, what the fuck, Brewers? You know what you've done this offseason? They signed a fucking second, a two, an average 260 hitter second baseman. Kuna. People are going to they're like, oh, I'm so sad to see him go. We're like, fuck it. You can have him back for 20 bucks in the six pack. No shit. All right? Because... You know, it's also, we're going to move Kira to first or third, mm-hmm. right? And then ask some guy who probably has never played third base in his fucking life to play third base and expect us well, to compete. For so that. we're watching, we've watched the Dodgers side, their seventh fucking ace, <laughs> all right? We've watched the Braves lock down a power hitter. We've seen the Cardinals make the greatest trade of of maybe of my time for their team. And the Brewers are here going, well, we've got Kuna. You know, we're just, we're doing okay. We're going to sign a bunch of never has-beens, a bunch of never was, some guy who's doing well in the Columbia fucking D-League, yeah. and then we're going to be like, but we've made the playoffs for three years in a row. Yes. And I want to know, because, I mean, I'm happy Same about Yellick getting, dra- like, reciting the yeah. extension and all that. That was a huge move for the Brewers. Yep. But, my God, they have shit the so bad everywhere else. Can we get a pitcher? Can we get two well, pitchers? So here's, the, so here's the thing I want to talk about is you guys brought up Azuna, right? And Or, uh, Chris, as you brought up Azuna with Atlanta. What the fuck? So, that, you think about this. So, from the year, uh, what looks like to be 2013... To 2017, the Miami Marlins had Yellick, Ozuna, and Giancarlo Stanton in the same outfield, right? And and Ozuna is the guy who never gets talked about, okay? So Ozuna has only managed to be a 276 career hitter. He has 166 home runs, 594 RBIs from two, in, in eight years, okay? 
This he only has two seasons, two seasons in which he didn't play a full season in which he hit under 20 home runs. And the only reason I'm not counting this year is because he hit fucking 18 in a 60-game COVID season, led the league in home runs and RBIs. And this dude never gets talked about. And as you alluded to, the that's Braves just fucking... swag is on 100,000 too much, man. It's their, just, their pitching <laughs> staff is young and moving in the right direction. Yeah. And, but what you alluded to with the Brewers, I mean, they, they bring it... Here's the only thing that I, that I can use to try to explain Colton Wong is that... That's Wong. I couldn't even remember the, his fucking name. <laughs> the... So when they drafted such a great fucking pickup, Colton fucking Wong. What's his name? I don't know. I think it's Wong. So when the Brewers drafted Hero, you know what? It's so Wong that they picked his ass up. That's that's Mm -hmm. fucked up. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways, uh, so so when Hero was Jesus Christ. Reggie's gotta keep it together. We gotta keep it together. That's facts, man. Oh, that was a good one. I was really It's about the best oh, thing for that conversation. I mean, it's how I felt when I saw it, dude. That's like that's like what the Brewers are hanging their head on this season. It's Kelton. I'd like you to take what you said your angry letters and emails to the Essential Sports Network 3 at gmail.com. You can address them to Chris Leopold. That's L E O D O L D. No, but so, so as we're. Things they make so, me say. What the? <laughs> so, so when they drafted Keston Hira, Keston Hira had just torn his UCL, and which is which is not common in position players. Gliber Torres is the only other player that I am aware of that I've known has had to have this surgery at such a young age and came back from it because he is a perennial MVP candidate type of player. Hira decided to go against having the surgery. He didn't want to have the surgery knowing. There was a chance he was going to have to miss an entire year, so he decided to just play through it. Well, his defense, or I shouldn't say defense, his fielding has been good. It's the throwing that has been an issue. Wong solidifies that as a two-time Gold Glove winner um, at at the second base position. Hira's going to slide over what sounds like he's going to slide over to first base. But that's all Wong gives you is the guy who's won the last two well, right. the second base. But the Brewers is if you don't sign pitchers and you can't keep the score down, then what they should be looking for is way more points on I agree. the board. Yes, they've exactly. got a small field. They pick up power bats. That's why they should. When we picked up Christian Yelich, I went. That guy's going to hit MVP at least a couple of times in his right. career. No part. I'm sure it's one of the factors in why he decided yeah. to sign an extension because he went from. Hitting in the fucking parking lot that was the the Marlin Stadium to this, but let's talk about I. So we've talked about several really good teams. I want to talk about other competitors here, guys. And you know, I mean, New York made a couple of moves, right? They designed they they uh, re they resigned Lemayu. Yep. Uh, they added Kluber. Yep, Corey Kluber. I don't know. That's enough to get it done against what. 
teams like the Astros, the Dodgers have done over the offseason. Uh, Astros, with that being said, George Springer leaves the Astros, right, ends up in Toronto along with Rates, Siemens, uh, Mats. I mean, really, that's Toronto to me is one of those teams, and I said it last year, that's maybe like a year or two years right. away. Yeah from really competing, their batting lineup. Like, I don't know enough about their pitching staff, although I know they've got a couple of really young guys who have got a lot of talent. Thank you, fantasy baseball. They better get right. (laughs) My fucking team back. Um, We got a legacy league. Richie's trying not to fuck up. Nah, I'm just kidding, folks. Uh, no, he really is, but I, we're working it out. That's what happened here. But Toronto is one of those teams yeah. I've been gambling on early. I was a huge Vladimir Guerrero fan. It was real easy for me to get on the Vladimir Guerrero Jr. bandwagon early. Uh, George Springer is a great addition to that. They've got some great power-hitting guys. They've got some great young power-hitting guys. Uh, uh, am I wrong? Was Biggio on that team as well? Yeah, so, so, so Tor- where Toronto has actually really kind of done this thing right, so to speak, is Toronto has been a team that when they hit high, they've been really fucking good, right? You talk about names like Roy Halladay, and then they added Josh Donaldson, who became an NBA, and, and they were winning all these games. Unfortunately for them, no World Series came of it. But now you look at it and you go, Vlad Jr., and Boba Shett and Kavan Biggio and Laurel um oh my god I'm blanking the last name. Uh, but he, he's an outfielder um who, who's a really, really good young player for them. Nate Pearson, Chris, who you alluded to, uh, a really young a flamethrowing right. young so pitcher. Huh? No. Pearson. Okay. No, 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 the outfielder. What did you say his name was? Tom Jr.? Yes, 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 yes. Right. right. Uh, right. Not about right. He plays a bunch of different positions. But they they yes, they they've added this collection of young talent, and the one thing that that they added was a guy who's been there, done that. We talked about it with the Bucks, where you need these guys, you need to sign these veterans who know how to win. Cheating or not, George Springer has a fucking World Series championship right? And 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 when you add a player who's as good as him, who also has a championship, that helps that young core go, okay, so if we do things this way, or, oh, you know what, maybe this is some ways that we can contribute, or ways that we can attribute some new study technique, whatever it is, Springer's one and, and brings that to that organization. You know, Kirby Yates is a really good closer. Marcus Simeon was a, was a um, MVP candidate shortstop. I mean, they've started to add those veteran pieces that are absolutely needed to push them to that next step. Unfortunately, they're in a division that also hosts the Tampa Bay Rays and the New York Yankees. Right. Well, and that's, I mean, you know, and the Yankees certainly they addressed some of their stuff here with reciting a, a must for them and, and LeMahieu and a little help and, and Kluber who's yes. hoping to have a bounce back mm-hmm. season but they haven't been the prototypical Yankees making the sexy sides. I mean, right, we're really talking the Dodgers uh, Cardinal, there are a lot of other teams that have made bigger, splashier signs right. with that guys, I'm going to kind of jump to the end here because to me as I'm looking through a lot of the more moves there are some notable stuff on there um, but really nothing that, that meets those other levels here. But I want to talk a bit at, because you know how I love a good dumpster fire. <laughs> right? And the New York Mets has been just a consummate dumpster fire. Like, I mean, 
I feel like if the Mets had managed to sway Brewers GM, uh, the, or David the Brewers, Stearns. Right, Stearns away from us, you know, Stearns has always been one of those names linked to those jobs because he's a, 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 New, a New York guy. The Mets was his, uh, the childhood team. Yep. And so certainly everybody wants to coach their childhood team. But the Brewers are like, no, no, he's under contract. We love him here. We want to keep him here. Um, they should have let him take his fucking ass. You know, and I, I haven't been for that sign, but the last couple of years has certainly got me feeling that way. Um, if, if we don't do something big soon, I can get with that. But, dude, the New York Mets GM recently lost his <laughs> job <laughs> for sending unsolicited dick pics <laughs> to female staff members of the Mets. And, and the Cubs, I think. Well, I'm about to say, I'm right. There, apparently, he did not discriminate. Apparently, it was a group chat. He was happy to send it to any, you know, I mean, I don't know, five other players, their wives. Maybe. Somebody, I mean, right. Who knows? Right? And I got to go, I mean, is that, and you sit there, and it just seems to me like you go, the Mets in the last decade have had, like, shitty ownerships. Four GMs, they can't draft right. Their stars are getting, you know. I mean, it's and the and the fucked up part is, is that that's all seemed to be for because as a, a as a Brewers employee at the time, the Mets fans traveled pretty well oh, yeah. with the Mets. Oh yeah, especially to Miller Park, yes. like the Orange Buckethead crew oh, yeah. would show up and get this done, and you've never seen so many people follow a group of dysfunctional losers. <laughs> he just forgot he was on Zoom, man. Dude, that's like the guy who got fired for jerking off to his, home, his co-worker's Zoom call. That's still no point. <laughs> no point. <laughs> like right, no, dude, I had a friend whose response to that's that was, horrible. you know, everybody knows you've got to tape your camera if that's what you're going to be doing. Whoa. And I'm still going, whoa, flag on the plug. <laughs> yeah. I know, right? No, we're talking different sport now, right? Yeah. But, we're gonna fine. We're gonna time out for official review. That shit's no bueno, dude. What that, the fuck is going on in New York? Too. I mean, is the Donald <laughs> Trump effect? Is that what this is? Is it going? You know? No, I mean, I, I think this is. I mean, it just. Fine. Look, you know what? Look, fine. Let Let's change the conversation from how much of a dumpster fire they are to because. I don't feel like New York has got enough pieces to be this attractive draw. But what are the GM options here for the Mets? Now, there certainly are some. There are some qualified guys. There are some big names out there. I can't think of anybody because I wouldn't want to have to go to New York right now. But if I was, because I mean, certainly there's some appeal, right? It's a big market. They're willing to throw a little money around at this. And they just got a new owner. So right, which is why they're willing to throw some money at. Right, they've got the new owner. To get a new owner. Yeah, Dolan's got to (laughs) go. But anyway, yeah, yeah. I mean, here's the thing, and so so my question to you, Richie, is I mean, you've got a pretty good understanding. Who is, who are the names in the GM conversation? Well, it it depends on what kind of team you want to run. Right, we we've come to learn that there's two ways of of running baseball. There's the old fucking line them up, knock them down like the Dodgers do. 
you know, just, hey, let's go out and play fucking baseball. That's Dave Roberts. Dave Roberts is a very old-school guy, played in the pros. You know, he, he just has that old-school mentality. And then we have the guys, we've come, we've grown to love or hate Craig Council and David Stearns, who are the more analytical numbers, well, how many shifts can we do in a game? What what's gonna benefit? Oh, do I gotta take my guy out in the third or fourth? No, you fucking let the guys play, right? But there's two sides to baseball, and, and it just depends on what you want to do as a team. I would recommend if you are going to want to develop, draft and develop, if that is your plan, then you go get somebody from a Tampa Bay. You know, somebody from uh, despite how people are feeling about them right now, maybe you get somebody from the Astros or the Cardinals. Right. Teams that have been known to draft and develop because if, those, if that's what you want to do, you have to have great baseball minds in your organization who can go, nobody's going to pick this guy, but this guy's going to develop really fucking good, and we might be able to get him. If you want a guy like a Brian Cashman who can just throw money out because he's... Brian Cashman's been a great drafter. I'm, I'm going to put that out there. I'm not. This is no disrespect. I mean, has Cashman, he? Oh, Cashman has built that Yankees team. Oh, no. All right, right, no, I'm sorry. I didn't hear you say Cashman. I yes, thought you were talking about the bats. No, no, no. no, no, no. <laughs> I was like, no, Brian what Cashman, the fuck are you but, talking but, 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 about? <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just referencing the other New York team because Cashman, as good as he's done drafting, he's also signed Aroldis Chapman. He's traded for Giancarlo. He traded for CC Sabat or signed CC Sabat. So it's a mix. Right. Bag. But so, I mean, and right. You're talking about a lot of those guys. He signed, in my opinion. But you know, I mean, that's signed to you know, we got Cashman. But and you know, when we're talking about the Mets, I feel like some of the pieces they have signed has been a season too late. So while people right. like Cashman right. are cashing in at just the right time, Correct. the Mets seem to be consistently right. that step behind. Yeah. Right. And it's always some bullshit reason, like, oh, it's because our general manager was too busy sending pictures of his junk <laughs> to somebody to pay attention to what they was happening. They should know that, though, because it, it was even alluded, like, back in, like, 2016, I think. Um, it was like some ESPN reporters. Um, let me look here. I think it was Mina Kimes um, had said basically back in 2016 postseason when the Cubs were on their way to winning this, the World Series, she reported that uh, he asked her three times out to drink. And, and you know, she was just kind of talked about how she rejected his advances. But I guess that all comes I mean, out listen, there. I'm, I'm going, asking a reporter out for a drink right, well, to me doesn't necessarily seem like too far out of line. Sending her unsolicited yeah, pictures but, but, but of my junk. Saying, but when that, when that, when she's not taking those advances. Right, then you gotta, yeah. Hey, I'm just saying, I knew history. my wife for five years before she agreed to go out with me. So <laughs> I'm just going to say that persistence is a dollar's path. I mean, I wasn't like, say, baby, and unzipping my pants and right. her pictures. I just say you gotta play to close when you're, right. when you're talking about, like, you Well, know. I mean, I'm a big player of don't shit where you eat, right? Exactly. You know, so as being a GM of the team, do I consider right. it 100% unprofessional to continue right. to ask somebody out who has told you that you work with that has rejected your advances? Absolutely it, not. It, it, I'm it just saying just asking, I it was reported that he had sent little text, you know, messages even back yes. then. Yes. Right. I'm about to say, because they showed some more. He yeah. was like, oh, you know, I don't know how I'm going to sleep in this big, comfy bed alone. Well, it's like and so, desperate white guy move. So dude. getting it was like yeah, the saddest shit so, you've ever heard, dude. 
so get, you know, I mean, to get back to what you originally asked, okay, coming full circle here, um, as I talked about, you know, top GM candidates, you know, depending upon the team you want, but but there's a common theme here as I look at it, the names of people who are considered to be the next bright minds. The vice president of scouting for the Braves. You alluded to how great the Braves have been at draft and development. The director of scouting for the Cardinals, another team we've talked about who's been able to continuously find and draft these guys. Uh, then there's a Cubs guy. You don't want to go down that road again. He might want to send dick pics to, I don't know. But then you talk about the Oakland Athletics who've been draft and developed forever. The Diamondbacks are another team who can't spend money like that, who have to draft and develop. The Astros draft and develop. A lot of the hot names are draft and develop guys. We, the Brewers, locked our draft and develop guy up, Matt Arnold. Unfortunately, it seems like David Stearns is still running the ship despite the fact that the GM position has been removed from his title and has been given to to Matt Arnold in an attempt to keep him. Um, But, yeah, I I mean, that's the way baseball is going. There's a lot more draft and development than you see uh, of the big spending, except for when it comes to the Dodgers. I say this, though. When you have those type of situations, when does it, you know, when does the... I guess uh, when does it? When does it? When do people start looking at like Steve Cohen as like you know the issue, the, the owners? Yeah, but, but I, I I don't. When did this guy get? I, I got to look up to see when Porter got hired because did Porter get hired before Cohen bought the team? That that's what I I, I don't know. Um, well, and, and I mean, well, guys, let, you know what? I'm going to wrap this up right here. Whether it is or not, the Mets has seemed to become more and more Dumpster often. Fire. Yes, right. <laughs> they become they they become more often than not the yeah. example of what you don't want to do instead of what you should yeah. do. Uh, is there certainly the possibility that this new owner picks the right guy and turns the ship around? I certainly hope so. I feel like the Mets have some key pieces. Yeah. Uh, you know, they got Thor out there for those Garden fans. Um, but really, folks, with that, we're going to wrap up our MLB episode. We want to thank you for staying tuned for this long and drawing out discussion out of the current league of the baseball. So, uh, I'm sure we'll do another one here before the season starts up. If you haven't done so yet, please hit that like button, hit that follow button. Give us a shout out. Don't be afraid to be afraid to tag us at ES3N. If you have some suggestions for shows, hit us up at the Essential Sports Network. That's Essential Sports Network, the number three at gmail.com. We'd love to have your questions from all of us here at ES3N. We'll talk to you soon. Peace. Walk you lazy, kill blacks.